Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, the evening had absolutely gone off the rails. It had started off so well, the camaraderie of being with his friends, the warmth of their fellowship, the joy of being with their master and hearing all that he had to say. It was all good and wonderful. It was one of those moments that you'd like just to freeze in time. But then it started to slip when Jesus made the comment about one of them betraying him. That kind of sent a shock wave and a ripple throughout the group. Men looked with suspicion on one another, wondering who would do such a thing. And then there was the argument about who was the greatest. So ridiculous, but as usual, Jesus turned it into a teachable moment. The kings of the Gentiles exercise lordship over them, and those in authority over them are called benefactors. But not so with you, Jesus said. In fact, Jesus encouraged them to do everything upside down. He said, let the greatest among you become as the youngest and the leader as one who serves. And for Peter, it got awkward when the, Jesus leaned over with a troubled look on his face and said that Satan had demanded him, but Jesus prayed for him. Peter was aghast. He said, Lord, I am ready to go with you both to prison and to death. But of course, Jesus knew better. He said that Peter would deny him three times, even before the rooster crowed. And if all that wasn't enough to completely wreck the evening, when they went to the Mount of Olives for Jesus to pray, the disciples fell asleep while they were waiting. They couldn't help it. They were just too tired and worn out after everything that had gone on. And maybe still trying to process what Jesus had said was coming. But then it gets even worse. Now there were the soldiers, and Judas had led them in, and the chaos that followed was unbelievable. The servant of the high priest got his ear cut off. Jesus shut it all down, though. He even healed the guy's ear. But it didn't matter. They arrested Jesus anyway. And they dragged him into the high priest's house. And Peter maybe couldn't just help himself. He, he had to follow. He had to see what was going on. He had to do something, even if it was just follow at a distance and see for himself. So there Peter stood in the courtyard, and he could see Jesus with the council inside. It didn't sound like it was going well at all. In fact, Jesus wasn't talking. He just kind of stood there and took it. Peter had moved close to the fire to warm himself, but he wasn't really paying attention to what was going on around him. His attention was laser-focused on what was going on inside. He didn't notice the girl sitting next to him, studying his face intently, until she blurted out, this man also was with him. You can imagine Peter jumping, shocked, turning to her, and for the first time taking stock of where he actually was and what his surroundings were. He took a look around the crowd gathered in the courtyard and realized that these folks weren't really friendly to his group of friends. 
and he hoped to shut her down without further drawing attention to himself as he looked at her and quietly said, I don't know him. That, at first, seemed to satisfy her, so he returned to watch the events unfold inside. There was more arguing. There were raised voices, accusations being shouted across the room. Peter shivered. He wasn't sure whether it was from the cold or from a sense of foreboding. That pesky woman had moved on, but a young man had taken her spot and was looking at Peter and again said, you're one of them too. Peter now a little irritated. He needed these people to quit interrupting his concentration. He was trying to hear what was happening to his Lord and Savior. Man, I am not, he said. The young man seemed to take that at face value and walked away. Although Peter noticed him a little later whispering with a group of men off in the distance in the courtyard. But still, his eyes were riveted on Jesus and the proceedings that were going on inside. Time passed. It was late at night or maybe even early in the morning. Peter had lost track of time. He couldn't tell exactly what was happening, but it didn't seem to be going well. There was yelling. The high priest had been carrying on for a while and was obviously agitated. And that's when it happened. From across the courtyard, a voice rang out. As soon as the man began speaking, Peter knew he was talking about him. He was standing, pointing at Peter, saying, I'm telling you, this guy was with him. I heard him talking earlier. He's definitely from Galilee. His accent gives him away. All eyes turned to Peter. He wasn't sure how to react. He wasn't sure what to say. What if they realized that he really was with Jesus? Would they arrest him too? He didn't know, and he certainly didn't want to find out. He figured if he responded aggressively, maybe they'd stop saying it. So again, he says, man, I do not know what you're talking about. He spit out each word in turn, hoping this guy would just back down, leave him alone. But the courtyard grew quiet, and Peter heard a rooster crowing in the distance. Peter just glared at his accuser for a moment, but then turned to see what was going on inside. And it was almost as if Jesus knew exactly what was happening outside, even though he was up to his neck with the council inside. Slowly, he turned and made eye contact with Peter. His eyes were sad and accusing. And Peter remembered what he had said about denying him three times before the rooster crowed. Tears then welled up in Peter's eyes as he pushed through the crowd. He had to leave and get out of that place. He couldn't face Jesus after what he had just done. He was so embarrassed, so lost. How often do you and I do the very same thing? How often do we, like Peter, fail to acknowledge our faith in public because we're scared of how people will react? Or join in the crowd in mocking another believer because we don't want to be seen as different? We deny the one who died for our sins without even realizing that we've done it. Yes, we've all failed. We've all denied our Lord. In this world, it's increasingly difficult. 
In this world, sometimes we don't want to be known as Christians because we'll falsely be labeled as haters, bigots, and hypocrites because we don't follow the ways of the world. And so we don't speak about our faith. We don't, uh, we don't use those opportunities that are given to us to share the good news of our Lord and Savior. And when we see it, when we realize what we've done, the guilt can almost be overwhelming. It may be even hard sometimes to step into church knowing what a hypocrite we've been. Can wretches like us even be saved? Well, the answer, brothers and sisters in Christ, is yes. That's the good news that we have, is that yes, we are forgiven. We are saved. We are restored. Because after his resurrection, Jesus confronted Peter and his denial. He did it in the form of a question. He asked Peter three times, do you love me? And Peter responded in the affirmative each time. And Jesus said in response, feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. And so Jesus had already dealt with the denial. Jesus took that sin to the cross along with all the other sins that you've committed, that I've committed, the sins of the entire world. And so the question is asked of us tonight. Do you love me? Jesus asks. And our answer is yes. And as ones who love the Lord, we're told that we have work to do. God, as, after forgiving us, he, he, share, he sends us out to share the good news, to tell other people about the hope that we have. So don't shrink from claiming your Lord and Savior in public. He has called you to return from your denial because he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love, and he relents over disaster. His Holy Spirit is continually at work through word and sacrament in our lives to uh, enable and equip us to be bold proclaimers of the good news and the hope that we have in Christ. Because we have good news to share. That our salvation is done, it's accomplished. We are forgiven and renewed. We are forgiven children of God. Because just as Jesus said, it is finished. Amen.